Welcome to the Sprig Podcast, your source for the most relevant topics in pediatric dentistry. I'm your host, Dr. Jared Johnson. Today's podcast is featuring Laura Malley, co-founder of Wondrous Agency, and she has been in the marketing field with some pretty big companies, looking at a resume, General Motors, uh, Kohl's, Microsoft, Sony, some really big companies, and she opened Wondrous Agency in 2011, and they are based in San Diego, California. Today, one of the things I really had a trouble with when I opened my office, I opened my office from scratch about four and a half years ago, and at that time, when you open those doors, you kind of wonder, how do I get the phone to ring? And with a new office, you really got to have a good focus on marketing. And small business marketing, it's a lot different than some of the bigger businesses maybe that you've worked for in the past. But I don't, we don't have the marketing budget to be out there with the Aspen Dentals and be putting commercials on the TV about, you know, a patient experience or maybe a parent and kid experience that just, it's just so astronomical, the cost to get out there like that. So we really wanted to focus on, you know, what are some of the challenges that we have as dentists? And, you know, obviously you're constrained by your time. That's one thing we all have that we can't get back. And then the amount of money that we spend uh, versus some of the corporate aspects out there. But what are some differences and some challenges that you see bring to, you know, a, a pediatric practice that may be owned by a small group practice or just a few docs? Yeah, um, I think budget is certainly one of them. I think, you know, scratch starts, uh, I, just to backtrack a little bit, my husband and I uh, co-own Wondrous together. We started it from a $100 bill at a kitchen table. Um, we've taken no debt. And, um, and I realize dentists are different in that regard, certainly. Um, however, you know, I think the, the heritage from which we all come is very similar with scratch starts and small business ownership, which is really cool. And, and it feels awesome to kind of be, be in the weeds with you guys. Um, and know and have have gone through some of the same tumult and trouble and um, experiences as we as we grow and scale our businesses. Um, we deal very heavily in the scratch start section um, or sector. I would say we obviously have a you know existing practices and group practices as well. But um, I would say the thing that that we do the most of is scratch starts. Um, where we generally say to start is you know in terms of of cost and creativity is referring referring friends and family and getting the word out ahead of time, it's always gonna be the cheapest, right? And you're never gonna hear me say anything bad about that because frankly, referrals are our best resources too, right? And so um, I think one of the things that, that I normally say to people as they're gearing up to open their doors or if they're gearing up to think about how to get new patients in the doorway, the, the thing that I always say is be the mayor of your town. You need to be the mayor of the community that you're in. And that means getting comfortable being uncomfortable. For, for me, you know, I am, I'm a little bit more of an introvert. My husband is a, is a very big extroverted personality. And um, he'll talk to anybody anywhere. For me, that's an uncomfortable thing. But I've had to get comfortable, you know, communicating with dentists, talking at trade shows, getting on stage, which is not something innate to me. It's something that's been a learned thing. And dentists have to do that too. If you were at the grocery store in the community where your practice is, you have to talk to the person in front of you in line, the person behind you in line, the cashier, the bagger, somebody in an aisle, and it feels weird and it feels uncomfortable. But you have to train yourself into that mentality to like, always be selling right um and so we say carry business cards talk to everybody if you're at your kids little league games talk to everybody hand them out 
just be proud, be excited, share your vision, um, and share your personality. If, if you're going to be vanilla plain and, and come to the table, vanilla plain, then that's what we have to market. Right. And so you have to take an edge or an angle, or you have to find the things that you really excel at and figure out how to, how to blow those out. So they're a big presence. Um, so first, first and foremost for me, be the mayor. Um, that may mean choosing a local board that may mean, um, joining the chamber of commerce and making sure that you hold yourself accountable to the meetings. That may mean you're on the going to the PTA meetings and finding opportunities to get, you know, with Halloween coming up, this is a great one for, for pediatric dentists. How do you find a way to pack the toothbrush floss and, and um, toothpaste in a little baggie as everybody's treats? Because we all know they're going to get 30 Snickers bars at school. How do we get something else in there too with a little business card wrapped around it? Um, get creative, get excited, but there definitely is an element of boots on the ground that, that absolutely has to do with, um, with getting a scratch start open successfully and making sure that you're doing things on a budget. With that said, we are a proxy for who you guys choose to be and who you are and the personalities that you convey to your community and to your patient base. And so what we want to do is we want to leverage all of the creative elements of you and your personality and your practice and what's going to make you different and then roll that into our marketing strategies, whether that's you know building you a website that doesn't have stock imagery on it. Um, lucky for us, most of us have a beautiful iPhone or Android that takes amazing photos in our pocket. That is great. It, it will take you far and it's free. Um, so find a gallery or a competitor or somebody you aspire to be like and, and look at their custom photos and go mock them up and, and do something similar in your own practice. Um, that could be pay-per-click ads. So making sure that when moms are out there searching for pediatric options for their kiddos, that you show up first um, in, or in the first or second position on, on keyword searches. Third can be search engine optimization. So making sure that your website is built in a way that's both beautiful, right? Because we want to attract a, a, a mom who is doing the, the um, making the chief health decisions for the household, but also is built to perform so that it shows up in Google results when we know she's low in the funnel and, and ready to start looking for somebody. Um, and then of course, social media, um, whether that's doing something with local med where it lowers the barrier to entry for an appointment, whether that's something like, uh, you know, making sure that you have unique and personality full posts that are showing through in your social. Um, and then also uh, video, video, video on social media, by the way, uh, getting comfortable being on video in front of social media. You can, again, use your iPhone and make beautiful videos. Um, there's many, many apps that will let you, you know, cut together little edits and, um, and post things, which are wonderful. One of them is called Majesto. Um, that's something we use at Wondrous even when we're on the go and we need to record things. Um, you can pull a little uh, Amazon tripod uh, off the internet for 14 or 15 bucks and hook up your iPhone to it and do some great video recording on that. And then putting that out into the world, engaging the people who are engaging with you, going to make sure that you're finding the people in your community and that you're keeping them abreast with what's happening at the practice. You want to keep your existing community engaged and that will help elevate the external community that they're touching that you may not be touching yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're kind of walking me back through everything that I did to get up and going. I remember, you know, I, I came, we went to the farmer's market, paid for a table yeah. there. You know, we did temporary tattoos for the kids, handed out some cups and toothbrushes, joined the chamber. And I, you know, I went to every event, every month they had an event and it was a different business. And 
you know, I, it always was tough to get there because I'm the same way as you are. I'm not, I'm not out there bubbly talking to everyone all the time. And that probably my wife gives me a hard time about that. She's like, you need to talk to people. And it's like, well, it's hard for me. It's not, that's not my original personality out in the social event. But, you know, the chamber, every time I went, they fi- finally the guy said, you know what, you show up and I appreciate that. And you get to know people in the community and people get to respect you and they see that they're that you're there you really have the best interest and it's funny that you mentioned the talking to people at the grocery store it was you know a while ago I live in a town of about 24,000 that I'd go to the grocery store and I wouldn't I wouldn't see any of the kids that I knew and it's still opportunity out there but now I go and you see the families that you see and you be able to say hi and just have that personal connection with with you the other day that one of the I was checking out at the store and one of the little girl's goes oh he's famous and it's just like I'm not famous at all I'm I'm just a person but I'm out here and it's just neat to you know see that interaction and I still going we still don't see uh, some kids that are our patients that still excites me to be you know hungry and aggressive but definitely all those things and have they've been challenging for me to get through but I think it's really been worth it if you go out and we had a health fair a few weeks ago in the community that we went to and you know, just being out there and the other healthcare providers were there and they would see you and we had a conversation and it's just nice to, you know, let them know that you're having the same interests that they do and you're out to make the community a better place. I think that's a really key thing for that you hit on earlier. I agree. Authenticity is key. And if people see you and they see you again and they keep getting touched by you in it, whether that's a direct mail piece, whether that's seeing you at the PTA meeting, whether that's seeing you at the chamber and then seeing you at the health fair, you're, you're on somebody's mind. And while they may not make that decision right away, they're going to know when they're ready to make the choice who they're going to come to because they know that you're an active part of the community. And I think one of the things that I do want to hit home is when you're doing those events, which are so important, especially in those early months and, and still really um, in many ways, you know, on an ongoing basis, make sure you have a way to capture leads. And so when you're going to the health fair, when you're going to the PTA meeting, when you're going to the chamber meeting, have a way, either that's collecting business cards, that's signing people up on the spot. Maybe you bring a printout of your schedule for the next week and you just block schedule people in and get their contact info. And then you're leaving those meetings or you're leaving those fairs with appointments on the books. And we see that be so successful for many, many of the scratch starts we work for. One of the other ones is uh, standing outside the grocery store, almost like the Girl Scouts do on a Saturday or Sunday morning um, with your little table and your table skirt and a couple pieces of swag and your list. And man, I I had a client who walked away with 28 appointments and she hasn't even opened her doors yet just for standing outside for two hours, which is pretty dang good. Yeah, that I mean, that we did an event in the community, uh, I think it was two years ago where we have the tallest building in town. It's not, I mean, it's like six stories tall, but you had to raise money. It's called Over the Edge. And as an office, we made it a goal to raise one by one through our patients, going out in the community, raise $1,000 so I would go over the edge. And one of the things we did, we went to the grocery store. I have a snow cone machine. It's sitting behind me. Um, But we made snow cones and sugar-free snow cones, of course, for the kids and asked for donations. And it's just things like that. It it makes sense now. We don't get leads, but now you've got me excited. I should be taking an item there, maybe an electric toothbrush to get their email, their phone number down, and then you can put them in to your remarketing software where they can get your patient newsletters. And that's just another touch when they're getting that every quarter is what we send at my office. That's just another touch for them to 
have some information. It's not salesy at all, but usually some information. But that's a great idea for people who are out there at these events to collect the leads because you're doing the work already. Why not make close the sale and have them come into your office? Right. What other things do you see right now that are like the biggest marketing challenges in your mind that's facing, you know, a pediatric dentist per se? Pediatric dentist, um, time for sure, which is uh, something we talked about a little bit earlier. I think, um, you know, I, when, when we onboard our clients and, and pediatrics specifically, it's like, I need somebody to, to drive the marketing ship for me and then I'll advise, right? And so I think one of the things that um, we see as an ongoing challenge for our pedo practices is just a little bit of education and lowering the barrier to entry for education. Um, Wondrous is super, super into educating our clients and um, learning through education. And so we spend a lot of time talking about um, what are good metrics, why are they good metrics, um, how many leads did we get this month, why did we get those leads this month, what are we seeing work well, what are we seeing not work well, and then how do we divert attention away from the things that aren't working and into the things that are working so that we can optimize them. I think one of the um, challenges for pediatric practices specifically though, in regards to sort of the digital marketing aspect of things is just uh, trying to, I guess, understand that a site is the baseline for everything that we do. And so if we start throwing things at the wall, but we don't have our foundation well established, then we're going to continue running into problems along the way. So when you're thinking about your site as it exists today or your site as you want it to be built, um, you know, I think at least me on a personal level, I'll tell you I'm drawn to clean lines, minimalistic things, um, very white, stark, sterile. That's my personal preference, sort of that uh, Nordic kind of look and feel. However, Nordic look and feel does not do well on a website because you need to have words on a website to rank well for Google. So if you don't have a homepage that's well written and there's not a lot of content, or maybe you have a highly visual site where somebody came in and took amazing photos, but there's not a lot of text, you're not going to rank well. Um, same with services. So you need to have individual service pages, meaning you cannot put all your services on one whole page. Just be like, well, I've, I, I've got them all here. We need to have an individual service page for everything that you offer. And then we need to build those out in a more robust way that answers the who, what, when, where, why of each individual service. So frequently asked questions, what is a process or procedure? Maybe answering questions about like, does it hurt? How long does it take? Things like that. Um, and so when you have a comprehensive base on a site, then be it text photos, unique photos, not stock photos, um, we, we build ourselves a mechanism for success for any of the things that we want to add to, to the site or strategies. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think when I started, I built my own website and I was doing a lot of the things that you talked about writing for, we write content for reasons not to come see me. So you know, people are going to you know be Googling how to fix something at home. And we, you know, hope to, you know, be ranking higher for those things that may not, may not cost as much money to rank for on Google. And I was not up to snuff on anything. I was just blogging on WordPress and there's a certain way you need to write too for SEO ranking. You have to have keywords and it's just really challenging to do that, all that on your own. And I didn't realize how much in I was in over my head until I, you know, looked into marketing firms and found out that, yeah, I had all this great content on my website, but it was not doing a darn thing because it wasn't 
put in a, a correct manner for SEO optimization. And a lot of that a blog kind of is just, like you said, education about the services you offer and things that a mom might be searching for. And it's very useful. I mean, we have a, a blog posts that's our jagged teeth, normal and kids. And I think for a while there, I was ranking number one on Google around the, the whole world for that that's post. Amazing. And it's just amazing what will take off because that's not, you know, that's not one of the posts that I thought would take off, but it definitely did. So we have a, we have two of those. We have, is the tooth fairy real? That one does very well. I shouldn't, I'm letting you know one of our secrets that gets high traffic. And the other one is, uh, I just got a cavity filled and why does my tooth hurt on an airplane or something to that effect? I think. Oh, wow. Just crazy stuff. That's, that's incredible. I like, is the tooth fairy real? I don't. And yeah, the tooth fairy one is the one that like heads above tail, like it does so well. It's crazy. So write that blog. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I mean, we got to all have unique content. So that's another question is if someone's hiring you, are you, they getting unique blog posts that are just specific to their website or is it something that's, you know, reciprocated, on other sites that you work for? That's a really good question. Um, we are very, very stringent about doing unique content for that very reason. Um, when clients work with us, we want to make sure that their sites and their outbound marketing is a reflection of who they are. And sometimes we have, you know, fun, jokey, you know, giant personality dentists. Sometimes we have people who are slightly more clinical. Um, and so we want to make sure that when we're writing, we're writing to what somebody wants and who somebody is. And so that unique content aspect is extremely important. So when you onboard, we, you know, ask a bunch of questions about personality. We ask a bunch of questions about what's important to you. And then those sites, our sites are all written from scratch for you. And then any blogging um, that happens after that is also written uniquely for you. It's, it's just yours. It does not exist anywhere else. And then those topics of blogs, those will come from um, what is interesting to you and what you guys want to target, but also where we see opportunity. So, you know, if you, I mean, <clears throat> you're probably like me, you get asked the same 10 questions every day, right? It's like, well, you know, what does this mean? How important is that? Whatever. And so when you start hearing those things over and over again, then you know it's time to write a blog and either you bring that to us or we'll say, hey, listen, we see some opportunity SEO for us to rank on pediatric crowns. We'd like to write a blog about pediatric crowns. And so then that's what we'll do for the next month or two months or three months until we start ranking in that. And that's really important. I, you know, uniqueness is very, very important when it comes down to the Google SEO. I know there's some big dental marketing companies. And if you go to one of their websites, you'll know who made it because their logo will be on the bottom. And if you go and you copy and paste the text from some of those things and put it in Google, it's going to show up on 20, 30 other sites. And that's just, that's not good um, from a Google aspect for, for your site. So it's really important that you're working with someone that has unique content. It sounds like you're really delivering high quality, unique content to all your clients. So, you know, that's outstanding. That's, that's really great to hear. Um, it's, you mentioned that every community is different. So I live in a town about 24,000, whereas someone like you, you live in a town of a few hundred thousand. And how would that, I guess, be different for just working with different clients? How does that work if someone's in a more rural setting where I am versus, uh, you know, a more populated area where your business is located? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, obviously, when we're looking at more rural, uh, less competitive markets, it's easier to rank higher, faster, um, and and dominate a market more quickly. Uh, a lot of times, you know, in like San Diego specifically, we have a lot of clients in um, in the Chicago area. We have a lot of clients in um, metropolitan areas downtown, and and um, it just can take a little while. So you have to kind of be of the mentality: slow and steady wins the race. Um, for us, PPC, uh, pay-per-click advertising, so the little ad box you see at the top of Google in those first and second, sometimes third positions, um, on the back end, that functions like a stock market and an auction combined. And what we're doing is we have a campaign where we bid on people's keyword searches. And as we bid, we gain information and we can gain better and better insight, right? Like your stats class from college, so that we know when we rank first or second on the pediatric dentist keyword, um, we can pay X number of dollars for a phone call. So what I like to tell people is that SEO is a marathon and PPC can be the sprint. SEO is slow and steady wins the race. We want to go up and to the right over time in terms of our rankings, right? Whereas pay-per-click with startups especially, we want to make sure that we're in the market in that first and second position and dominating those in those early months because we need to make sure we need to get butts in your seats. And so that's where sort of the, the yin and yang of, of PPC and SEO work very well together, especially in scratch starts and, and early openings, because PPC can be the sprint while we're waiting for SEO to, to take its uptick. Yeah, we that, do both. Yeah, we do both at my office and it was, uh, it was, I remember moving to town and I was like, why am I not even appearing? Like I'm on the second page of Google for pediatric dentists in this town. And it's like, I think it wasn't until, you know, three years in of doing the SEO optimization and the blogging that we finally had made it up to number one, but it, it was a long and slow and steady grind definitely to get there. And we still do the PPC uh, for Google because we still want to be showing up high for different topics. Um, but it's just interesting how challenging it can be and how just there's so many moving dynamics. Um, we touched on a little bit about the, you know, the event planning, the open houses and things, which I think is neat, but you guys also do some print media. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that can supplement, you know, your online presence? Yeah, so we do, um, we don't do, we, we offer um, print uh, services. So if you guys want to run a magazine or something like that, we offer that. We don't do a ton of it, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, we do do quite a bit of direct mail. Uh, we use Every Door Direct Mail's program, which is the U.S. Postal Services program. Um, so if you Google Every Door Direct Mail, there is a super neat mapping tool um, and it will let you search around your neighborhood, your practice, and look at the individual mailman and mailwoman routes with some statistical data that is, accompanies them. Um, so you're looking at household income, um, I believe average age, people in the home, and there's one other stat that I can't remember. Um, and so you can kind of make determinations how heavily penetrated by children uh, a neighborhood might be based on how many people, the average number of people in the home. Um, and so we do our direct mail drops through them most of the time. Um, and you're going to get some households that have kids and some households that don't. 
Um, but the cost efficiency in running it through the postal service is so great um, that it's way cheaper than buying a list, uh, at least for our clients. And we see pretty good success because you kind of all know the neighborhoods where the kids live anyway. Um, and so that's what we do for our direct mailers. We always have an offer on them. Um, you do not have to give away the farm. We are not asking you to give away the farm. You shouldn't give away the farm. If you want to, you can, but it wouldn't be my choice because then it's just a race to the bottom. Um, but we do like to do uh, an offer that is enticing enough for our clients to feel like they are providing value to somebody and that to get that patient in the door is a value to them still. What type of offers do you typically see for a pediatric office? Is it like an exam, an x-rays and cleaning for an X dollar? Is it giving away an item for new patients that you're raffling off? What are kind of the things that you've seen offices do and what do you feel works best to get the word out there and try to entice people to you know, respond to the mailer. So um, the new patient special is always a good one for uninsured patients only. Um, so cash patients only. Um, and so we do that one. We see a free giveaway. We see, so that could be like a Sonicare or something for the first hundred, hundred patients in the door. Um, and then we see, uh, what is that? There's a good one that's like, one exam, get a second exam free for brother or sister. That one, or little brother, little sister. Um, there's one other good one that I'm not thinking of on the top of my head that was that I liked. That was fairly recent that I, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't think up. One of our practices did, and I was like, oh, that's good. Um, I can't recall it off the top of my head, but I like the one that's like the free exam for this, the little 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 brother, little sister. That one's always a good one. Yeah, it's challenging for us as pediatric dentists sometimes because we're not really, we're not selling dentistry like you would to an adult where maybe they want braces or whitening. Most of the stuff that we're recommending is something that your child needs. So, you know, that's why I love being a pediatric dentist. It's like, well, if you don't want this service and there's not much else I can do, this is what we recommend and what you need. And, right. you know, the whitening special doesn't really apply to us. So it's great. <laughs> I like that idea of the buy one, get one to get another sibling in the door. And if you look at you're, if you get a patient and they're three or four and you've got them for, you know, however long you take them in your practice, do the recall math and what they're coming in at and how, you know, you're going to make your money in the long run. And then if you're a startup, you need people in your chair to go out and tell their friends how great you are too. So it's just really, it kind of compounds on itself when you're, when you're looking at that kind of thing. Yeah, and that leads to sure. the internal sure. oh, aspect, say- but go ahead. You had said one thing that I wanted to touch on that I think is a is a total slam dunk that I, we haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm actually anticipating our first tri- child here uh, impending, and um, I've joined all these mom groups recently on Facebook because I'm learning for the first time what it's going to mean to be a mom, and all of the things that come along with parenthood, and you know the buy sell groups and the babysitting groups and the um, moms in our little neighborhood group. And so I've joined all these recently. And if you're a mom in your community, you should join those Facebook groups too. And I mean, dads too, and just see what's happening in those groups at any given time. Cause a lot of times people ask for recommendations for dentists, for their children. And that's just an opportunity for you to speak up and, and become a, an established member of that group as somebody who can be advised, you know, trusted advisor um, in, in a group, but also somebody you can say, hey, listen, come to my practice. And by the way, 50 other moms just saw that. 
And so that's a, another really low barrier to entry for you guys to make sure that you're just checking things out, seeing what's going on in the community, and then offering to speak up whenever you can. Um, those mom groups are are pretty valuable. Yeah, I uh, my wife, I had her join them, and I go in through her Facebook and look at them, and you'd be surprised what people, I mean, good or bad, about your office, mostly good for mine, luckily for me. Um, but we've seen some things where people didn't, they weren't very happy and we were able to reach out to them and, and try to make things right. But yeah, it's just another way to be in touch. And it's great, you know, to be able to see people rave about you too in those groups and make you feel good. And just another way to get in touch with uh, patients and their, and their mothers specifically. What I was going to get to next was internal marketing. And that's huge, I think, at your office. What are some kind of things that you can get into within your office once you get the patient or the mom in the door and they're really happy with your service are there anything anything that you can do to entice them to you know refer someone into their into see you yeah i mean i think i mean the the obvious answer is you know at the end of the day you need to provide like a a bang up job and an awesome experience for your clients so that they do rave about you when they're, when they're, you know, not in the office, I think, uh, making sure that you're, and I, these are all things that are non-marketing related, but I think very important to make the point, making sure that you're rescheduling them for their next appointment before they walk out the door. And then while you're doing that, you know, and asking for reviews is a huge part of, of this too. We love products like Revenue Well. Um, we love Revenue Well because obviously we like time revenue to, to what's going on. Um, they do a great job in terms of tracking uh, ROI for things that, that you guys are sending newsletters about, whether you're sending a newsletter or what you can do is you can send a special and say, hey, listen, I've got all this outstanding uh, casework on crowns. These people haven't come back. I'm going to send out something really quick and just say 10% off if you book today or whatever it is. And, and you can see the return on that. Um, but I think also asking for reviews is extremely important. And again, one of those moments where you just have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You can do it through a product like Revenue Well. You can do it through a Swell CX, or you can do it through a Podium or, or a BirdEye. Um, but if you're on your scratch start budget, you may just want to ask in person. And Wondrous Agency, we have, uh, our clients are only dentists and, and dental specialists, and we have 60 something reviews, which I'm really proud of. And we don't use a mechanism to do that. We just ask our clients if they have a good experience with us, would they please write a review? And they do. Um, and so I think if you're starting out in the, in the asking for reviews phase, frankly, I think it's probably good practice to just ask and you don't have to ask everybody. We don't, we don't ask everybody. Um, but if we know that somebody had a great experience with us or they really enjoy working with one of our account managers or our web team or whatever it is, we'll say, Hey, listen, like we know that you love working with Joanna. Do you mind, um, leaving her a review and, and talking about your experience with her or with us? And generally they do. And if you can get the guts to ask and get comfortable doing that on a regular basis, you'll have a nice flow of reviews coming through because let's all be honest, everybody's looking for social proof. And, um, and so that's really important in terms of um, referral stuff. And then I think just asking, you know, hey, you know, Cindy, we love your kids. We love you. It's always a joy to see you. And, um, and we're looking for more new patients. Do you have any moms that you can refer us that you can refer over here? Because we'd love to have 10 more people like you. It's just amazing how far that can go. I think I watched a video when I was starting up and it, it was similar to the way the guy said, if you have someone that knows that, you know, that a patient had a good experience, ask them, how, do you know anyone that could use our help? And, you know, if they pause and they wait, then you say, well, who did you, who'd you think of that specific person? And it's just interesting 
you know, how simple that can help compound growing your practice in addition to doing all the other things online. You're having a great website, you know, running the pay-per-click ads. It's a lot to keep track of, and I, I don't know how you guys do it, but how do you, you know, find out what's effective and what's not effective when you're looking at, you know, you obviously have all these platforms, but if something's working well, you want to put more into that. And if something's not working well, you don't. How do you track that as a company? That's a great question. Um, so we have a, a couple of ways that we do that. One, we uh, use call tracking. So everything that we do, we track everything we do within an inch of its life. I mean, we are we are so well tracked to Wonders Agency that you will know the pulse. You will know if it's working or if it's not working. Um, so we do call tracking. So everything that we do has... Uh, your site will have a little piece of code on the back of it. And depending on where someone comes from, it will serve them a specific phone number that will log the call as that, that source, that marketing source. Um, in addition to that, we have a dashboard that all of our clients have. They have 24-7 access to it. And it's a live stream of all of their data. So what we see is what you see. You have total transparency. You can log in at any time, anywhere, and it's going to basically tell you exactly what's happening across the website, exactly what's happening across your SEO, your pay-per-click, your social media, your call tracking, and you can dig into all of those numbers and, and basically form, you know, see what's going on, see what's performing, and say, okay, well, we thought... Um, we thought this, this new patient special was going to work really well, but it's not working as well as we thought. So let's switch gears, change it up and do a, v, a B version of it and say, we're going to do that thing for little sister or little brother instead. And then we can track that and say, okay, Ooh, that's working a lot better. Let's blow that out and send a little bit more of the budget in that direction than we were originally planning to do because we see it so effective or, Hey, you know, we were thinking that in Muscatine, Iowa, we were going to have, you know, a, a, pretty rough race to the top and I'm being a little I'm embellishing here but like oh we thought the SEO was going to take a really long time but you're dominating pretty quickly here why don't we scale back in our scope of work and move that extra budget over to pay-per-click because we're doing very well there and we actually have extra search volume that we could put more traffic and more money towards to, to garner more calls and clicks and so it's really sort of a it's an art and a science you know you have to give things it's like your college stats class you have to give things enough time to work you have to make sure that you're you're hitting data thresholds so that you can make good choices but at the same time you know you don't want to spend money where spending spending money is not effective and so you want to make sure that we're watching that balance across all of the media types that we're using to make sure it's it's garnering us the roi that we anticipate it just seems so complex i you know everything that you just had had spoke about and it's nice that you're willing to you know move some of that funding over from one aspect of the business over to the other side to really you know try to achieve success for your clients my last uh kind of big question here is what's the probably the biggest difference or why should someone use you know a dental specific marketing company versus another company that's a great question um so i think you know and we get this question quite a bit and we actually have a blog on it on our site because we get that question quite a bit. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a depth of knowledge on dentistry, pediatric dentistry, orthodontics, periodontics, endodontists that will far surpass anything any local agency could ever come upon. We've been working exclusively in dentistry for seven years, I think, at this point. And so you start to learn a little something after that amount of time, right? We know it works. We know it doesn't. By the way, whitening specials don't work. We don't ever use them. Not that that's relevant to you guys. <laughs> um, and so, 
that's the kind of thing that, that becomes institutional knowledge after time, right? Our PPC campaigns have seven years worth of us knowing what works. Our SEO writing team has seven years of knowing that if we write a blog on where who's the tooth fairy and is the tooth fairy real, that it's going to do really well for your traffic. And so the institutional knowledge that you gain from using a dental agency specifically um, in my mind is, is far and away the way to go. In addition to that, you know, that's all we do. All we do is scratch starts, establish practices, uh, small multi-practice, like that is what we know. That's what we eat, sleep and breathe. And so the, the, we're able to speak your language in a way that is, um, that a local agency will never be able to do. Well, Laura, thank you. It's been wonderful to have you. If someone's, one of our listeners has been listening and they want to see, you know, get a consult with you or the office manager or dentist wants to, you know, try to look into seeing if your agency is going to be able to help benefit their end goal and increase production and get them new patients. How would they go about reaching out to your team and seeing if, you know, Wondrous Agency is going to be something that is going to work for their office? Yeah, you can visit wondrousagency.com. And on our homepage, there is a button that says chat with Forrest. And Forrest does all of our biz dev at Wonderist, and he is a, a wonderfully fun guy. And he will meet with you and do a little intake and we'll get to know a little bit about uh, you and the practice. And we'll tell you a little bit about us and then see if we're a good match for one another. And then we'll go ahead and include that here uh, if you guys are listening uh, with the link to that on our page, on our blog page here. So thank you again for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I think I learned, you know, definitely quite a bit more than what I knew at the beginning of our conversation. So thank you again for being so informative and helpful for all of our pediatric dentists out there. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Sprig Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share on social media. If you have any questions or if you have a topic you would like to hear covered in a future episode, please email podcast at spriggusa.com.